1: First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately he got the handoff, know it's the q Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you.
0: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason, you can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1, and it's time to talk to our friend Andy Vasquez, who covers the Jets for NJ.com. He's got a great article up right now about the five players who impressed the Jets this offseason in OTAs and minicamp, including a big surprise on offense and defense. So, Andy, welcome back to the show, my friend.
2: Thanks for having me, Scott, appreciate it.
0: So let's start with the guy who is number five on your list, and I assume this is the guy that you were considering a surprise, Lawrence Cager. They converted him to tight end, and he had a pretty good off season so far. Now, granted, we're not in training camp yet, but it's a positive sign for him, a guy who is absolutely on the roster bubble, to have done very well to this point.
2: Yeah, I think probably he faces an uphill battle to make the roster given what the Jets did at tight end this off season and, and adding, you know, two quality starters and drafting another guy. And, and they still have a couple guys carrying over from last year in, in, uh, Yaboa and, uh, Westco. So it's not going to be easy for him to make the roster, but I just think he's intriguing because he flashed some real potential. Obviously his route running, uh, experience from being a wide receiver uh, you know, Ron Middleton, the tight ends coach, said that, that he's at a different level than the other tight ends with that. And I think that is intriguing, it gives him some value and gives him a chance. And he looked good and looked comfortable in the role uh, during the offseason. But as Middleton also said, these guys are in pajamas right now, let's see how engaged he is or how he holds up after you know having to block in contact during training camp in the preseason and that sort of stuff. If he still has the same desire, if he still has the same stamina and, and obviously with cager injuries have been a concern. So that's something to watch too. But I, I just think he had a good spring and he's an intriguing guy heading into training camp for sure.
0: At number four on your list, Garrett Wilson, who's slightly surprising only because he's a rookie. So sometimes these guys take a little while but anytime a guy who's picked in the top 10 shines early on, it's not that shocking. Still, though, a very positive sign for the Jets and their offense because they are going to need Garrett Wilson to get off to a pretty good start if the offense is going to click early on in the season.
2: Yeah, this it wasn't like last year when Elijah Moore was just lighting everybody up, but it, it was still, it was impressive. He had some nice moments. And I think what stood out to me is the way that his coaches and teammates talked about him. Um, you know, they said obviously he has the physical skills and, and we saw that Um, you know with him being able to make some difficult catches and, and kind of contort his body which is something he's known for and he's talked about how his background in basketball has helped him you know be more athletic and, and more uh, able to adjust you know make those fine adjustments that you need to make a, as a wide receiver uh, but they also talked about his work ethic and uh, his commitment and you know, how he absorbs stuff and, and, and being really impressed by that. And, and I thought Corey Davis, you know, had some comments that were pretty interesting saying this guy is going to be the real deal and I'm glad he's on the team. And, and I think that's what should be exciting for Jets fans this year, because you're going to have guys out there that defenses need to pay attention to. And I think Wilson's a the guy they're going to have to pay attention to early because he has that explosive big play potential and that's going to open things up for guys like Corey Davis. So some people might think Corey Davis is like maybe worried that there'll be less opportunities, but I think smartly he knows he's going to have more opportunities because defense defenses aren't going to be able to key in on him. So if Corey Davis is that impressed with uh, Wilson this early, I, I think we should be too. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason
0: Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal.
1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a
0: jet. Another guy who made your list at number three who is not exactly in the good graces of Jets fans right now because he's been a big disappointment so far after being a third-round pick in 2020 is Ashton Davis. We know about the athleticism. We know about the range, but he's been very inconsistent in coverage, and he's been terrible tackling. In fact, my friend Joe Blewett once joked that Ashton Davis couldn't tackle his grandmother, even though Joe's grandmother is a tough lady, don't get me wrong. Ashton Davis should be able to tackle her So he made your list here at number three The Jets would actually be in a much better Position than expected if Davis could Step up because we know Jordan Whitehead Has the strong safety spot At free safety right now You think LaMarcus Joyner is probably The leader in the clubhouse but he's 31 Years old and coming off a major injury If somehow Ashton Davis could play Well and be the player they thought they were getting When they drafted him that would be huge For the Jets secondary which has Done a lot to upgrade in fact there's a another player on this list in the secondary that we're going to get to in a bit. But Ashton Davis could be the key to transforming this secondary from arguably the worst in the league last year to somewhat respectable.
2: Yeah, I think the most importantly, they need him to be able to be solid. They don't need him to, you know, be the guy that they thought they were drafting in the third round. Not yet. Anyway, this year, they just need him to be solid for depth purposes. Cause like you said, Joyner, who I think is, is probably a shoe in to be the starter barring injury. Um, there are some concerns coming off that injury. So um, if they can get him to be solid, cause he was not solid last year. I mean, I think it was a struggle. And like you said, all in, in all aspects. And I think a lot of that was mental because he does have the physical tools to, to do this. I, when you look at some of the, uh, you know, routes he was taking or, or the, the path he was taking to, the angles to tackle guys. I mean, I think that was the problem more than the tackling of uh, it was just not good. And it, it was a real learning experience for him. And I think it's encouraging that he showed progress. He had a couple interceptions that I can remember, including one really good one handed interception. He just seems to, you know, it's very early and this is, wasn't real football, but he seems to be seeing everything a little bit better. Uh, and so I think it's encouraging. He's going to have to back it up in training camp. Um, but I think there's reason to be encouraged about him going forward, given what we saw. And that's, you know, what you need to see, because that could have been a, a thing that kind of broke him. If, if, you know, you have that rough year when you get your opportunity, how do you respond? And I think the first response was pretty good. So it, it by no means has he proven anything yet, but, um, There's encouraging signs going into training camp, and now he needs to back it up.
0: At number two, another rookie, which is a good sign because you want those guys that were picked in the top 10 to kick butt early on, and it's Sauce Gardner. We heard repeatedly about how well he had played. Now granted we also heard reports about Him getting beat on plays but I think a lot of that and he admitted this Was him trying different things that he Wanted to see what he could get away with You see that frequently in training Camp and before training camp and stuff Like OTAs and mini camp But overall mostly what you heard about Sauce Gardner was raves Jeff Ulbrich really excited you have a quote in your article About how Ulbrich talked about Gardner not repeating errors He's hungry to learn and if he gets Beat he just uses it as a way to figure out how to not get beat again very encouraging sign for the jets again had a terrible secondary last year so if sauce gardner comes in here and can be that number one corner right off the bat very helpful especially since they brought in dj reed to lock down the other spot
2: yeah i, I mean he's he was the a very high pick in the draft um and he played well during the spring so that's why he's so high on this list i mean Again, a long way to go before he proves it on Sunday on the field, but as a Jets fan, this was exactly what you wanted to see. You saw a guy who appeared to get better from the beginning of OTAs to the final minicamp practices. I mean, he he played really well those last couple of weeks, um, and a lot of the reasons that the offense was struggling is because the defense was playing better, and, and that's kind of generally what you see this time of year is the defense is ahead of the offense, but uh, for Gardner to be a guy who was making, you know, pass breakups uh, in one of the practices, I can't remember if it was in mini camp or or at the end of OTAs at the end of practice, they did um, seven on seven red zone drill. And he had a a interception. Now, some people called it a pick six, but I mean, everybody seemed to stop after he picked it off in the other end zone. So I'm not going to call it that, but it was a nice job of recognizing what Zach Wilson was trying to do and jumping the route and making a big play in the end zone. And then they did the drive the field two minute drill deal. And um, on second or third down, Wilson was looking deep for Corey Davis and, and Gardner was right there all over it, broke it up. And for him to have that kind of an impact, you know, late in practice when it's ultra competitive, as competitive as it's going to be uh, in, in June I think that's a, a really good sign. And I think he, he's got an attitude that Jets fans should be excited about, too. Um, you know, the big knock on him coming out of Cincinnati was that he's a little too grabby, a little too handsy. And, um, you know, his, his secondary coach was saying how he's the guy who, who said that he put on those oven mitts during practice at Cincinnati and, and, and he, that he wanted to keep doing that here because he believes it can help him. So, he isn't a guy, you know, we've seen guys who are in denial about their weaknesses or try to pretend like it, it's not happening. And he's not that guy. And more than what you saw on the field, I think that's super encouraging because so much of a player's success at this level is about being right mentally. So, uh, a lot of reason to be encouraged about Sauce Gardner heading into training camp.
0: Along those lines, Andy, I love the fact that he's so sharp mentally and he's willing to pick the brain of some of the best cornerbacks, not only currently, but in the past. We know that he's talked quite a bit to Richard Sherman. We know that he's talked quite a bit to Jalen Ramsey, who he says is his hero. So that's definitely a positive sign. This is a guy that, as Jeff Ulbrich said never stops trying to learn, never stops trying to get better. And for as good as he is, that shows you that he's on a quest to be the absolute best because he's not content to sit on his laurels. He's not content to just think, Hey, I was the number four overall pick. What else do I need to know? He's constantly trying to improve.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is so important because let's say it doesn't go as well as you want it to for him. The, the, the floor is still going to be higher when a guy, I mean, it's such a dumb cliche, like shoot for the stars or aim for the moon. And you'll still end up in the stars. I can't believe I said that, but it's almost apt here. Right. Like, because if you're striving for, for greatness and perfection, which is, he says he's striving for perfection. He knows it's impossible, but that's the way you get closest to perfection. That's the way you get closest to achieve, uh, to achieving what you want to achieve. And, and, I, I think that's really a cool thing to see in such a young guy. And obviously let's see how it holds up when he faces some adversity because he's going to face adversity. didn't allow a, a touchdown in college. Uh, I'm guessing he's going to allow one in the NFL um, and, and there's going to be some rough moments. So let's see how he responds to that. But there's every reason to believe that he's going to have the right uh, attitude and the right response, given what we've seen so far.
0: At number one on your list is Jeff Smith, and Jeff Smith, I've joked, is the new David Clowney because he is kicking butt here in the offseason. Now, I expect that he'll be a depth receiver and a special teamer when the season starts, and I think the fact that he can play special teams is really what's going to make him stick on this roster, but still, never a bad thing to have a guy who's probably going to be your fifth or sixth receiver do well in the offseason.
2: Yeah, well, I think a couple things is he's still a pretty young guy and, and this shows that he has some potential in the offense. Um, obviously it, it's at the stage of the year where this doesn't mean he's going to be like a main weapon in the offense. I, I mean, I think he's out there mostly because they don't want to put the rookies out there on every player with the first team yet. And because they don't want guys like Corey Davis out there every play, as as he's obviously working back from an injury as well. But it's encouraging that he, you know, sees the opportunity and and showed that he has a good connection with Zach Wilson. And I think he is a guy who has some upside as as a weapon. And I think um, you know the Jets have liked him for a number of years. There's a reason he keeps coming back, and a, a big part of that reason is because he's a very good gunner, as we all learned last year. When the Jets were ex- trying to explain why Denzel Mims, you know, couldn't crack uh, the active roster on game day was because he was near the bottom of the receiver depth charge and with Smith and Smith was a good gunner. So I think, I mean, he's going to make the roster probably just because of that. And now he's going to make the roster with some intriguing upside because of what we've seen. Um, and I, you know, I don't think Jeff Smith's going to a huge part of the offense and I, I think it's unlikely that he's going to have a breakout season but it's not impossible um, and he's still young enough where he could become a contributor a real contributor so it just adds some in- intrigue and a little extra spice to, to training camp and and the early season to see if he can kind of keep this going and that, it would be cool if he could it'd be a cool story.
0: In his book, Ray Lucas talked about how when he was trying to make it as a quarterback initially, Bill Parcells told him, look, go impress our special teams coach, make the team as a special teamer, and I'll see to it that you eventually get your chance to prove yourself a quarterback. And that could be the case with Jeff Smith. If he keeps hanging on here as a gunner and impressing Brant Boyer, maybe he stays long enough to eventually really get a shot at wide receivers. So that's really the path that he's trying to carve for himself right now.
2: That's why he stuck around is that he was able to be an impact player on special teams. Um, and, and that gave him some, you know, shelf life and, and the jets, you know, I know they've liked his upside from the beginning. Um, and, and that's going back to the previous coaching staff as well. And obviously this coaching staff saw the same thing. So um, let's see if he can capitalize on it. I, I mean, again, I don't think it's something that's likely but um, it's certainly, you know, we've seen guys take this path and be successful before, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. And and when you have a spring like he had, uh, it certainly should turn some heads.
0: Andy, you've got five names on this list. Any guys that just missed the list that could have made it but were right on that bubble?
2: Yeah, I think Denzel Mims is a guy who was close. I, I think given everything that... Um, happened last year, he would have had to have more of a standout uh, training camp, but I think he looked good. He looks like he's in great shape. Uh, he made some nice plays. You you saw a step in the right direction from him, I mean, and he's really the main guy that that jumps to mind. I mean, I think with with the running game being so uh, limited at this stage of the offseason, it was hard to get a read on, on Brees Hall. I, I thought he had some nice catches and and showed that he can make plays as a receiver out of the backfield uh but we just didn't see enough from from him to get enough of evaluation to put him on any sort of list um and then yeah i mean you're not evaluating pass rushing really at this at this stage so i can't i i I can't think of anybody else but mims who kind of was was close uh made an impression this offseason and it was close I mean, obviously, Jason Pinnick on defense um, at safety is another guy who who kind of jumped out. I think he had a really strong spring, and and he was probably actually even closer than Mims to making the list. That that's another guy who I was impressed by. Uh, seems to have a. We saw it at the end of last season. He has a grasp of the position, which is impressive considering he switched from corner, um, and he has the physical tools to to be successful at this level. I mean, he was pretty good last year. So um, he did it on game days. It's just now, can he consistently do it over the course of a season? And and can he improve to the point where he might threaten to make uh, the lineup? I I think the Jets have a real intriguing safety room, given Ashton Davis and his strong spring and given Pinnock and what he showed at the end of the season and, and the strong work he put in this spring as well.
0: Coaching staff seems to be high on Pinnock's potential at safety too, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. That, that's um, yeah, exactly. They, they, they like him. And, and I think they already believe that he's a guy who is, uh, I mean, he's already proven that he's a guy who's able to, to fill in and give you quality play in a pinch. And I think that they believe he has the capability to develop into a starting caliber safety.
0: Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the five guys that really stood out at OTAs and minicamp with me. Really appreciate it. For those who want to check out your work over at NJ.com, what are they going to be looking at? Because right now, as we know, it's a bit of a slow time as we get ready for training camp there's a lot to unpack as far as what the jets are going to be doing at training camp. And some of the guys that are looking to prove some things, and we're going to be doing another show on that coming up, but what are people going to see when they go to visit your work over at nj.com?
2: Yeah, well, I've got another story up, uh, about the five guys who have the most to prove, uh, in training camp in the preseason. And I'm sure a lot of you can guess who's on that list. Uh, a couple, a couple of the big names, uh, but, but go to NJ.com and check that out. And then we'll have a roster uh, projection soon. And, and as we get closer to training camp in the weeks leading up, starting next week, um, I'll be previewing the 10 most important players to the team this year. And it kind of a countdown deal uh, that'll take you up to right up to training camp. So definitely come to NJ.com and check that out. And also would encourage you to subscribe. Um, I'm not sure if there's any specials going on right now, but, it, it's important and it really helps me and it, and it helps us be able to provide you uh, the coverage, you know, the the day-to-day coverage that uh, we need to give you on the Jets.
0: Make sure you subscribe over at NJ.com and also be sure to follow Andy on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez. Check out what we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great All-22 breakdowns. Plus, a whole lot more, so watch the videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, teepublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, Caps Mugs hoodies. It's all there, teepublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out so if you go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a Jet digital and play okay round two name something that's not boring
1: a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh
0: Ah, oh, sorry we were looking for chumba Casino.